0: Listening to Tarot Visions. You lucky devil.
1: Hey Jamie. Hey Rose, how's it going? Well, I'm getting through chapter two. Well, I finished chapter two, sorta of, kind of. Um, and I'm realizing I love Mary's thinking on a lot of things, but sometimes I run into stumbling blocks. Don't we all? And, yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, chapter two, tarot journaling. Yes. Um, well, what did you think of the beginning of the chapter? Let's start there. Make it easy. Uh,
0: Well, I, I mean, let's, you know, with the title, tarot journal, right? I, I mean... I love tarot, tarot journaling. Journal? I do. Okay. I keep a bunch of different types of tarot journals, both digitally and um, um, paper-based, you know, um, mm-hmm. analog, I guess is what we would call that. Yeah. Like I keep, I keep a separate daily draw journal and that's been analog. So just paper-based, usually yeah. one card. And I draw it in the evening just because that's where I find reflection best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep a Scrivener file that contains a bunch of stuff, tarot uh, spreads, readings, data, card meetings, et cetera, et cetera, all in one. I, I typically call that my tarot personal data or my uh, yeah my tarot PDA. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep like class notes and stuff both in there, but I also keep them uh, in a smaller uh, disk bound book as well. So whenever I go to conferences, I'll keep little notebooks or journals. Like at Reader Studio, whenever we go to Reader Studio, I I use a little And then I put, I have my notes in there and then I'll put like uh, the things they throw on the table. I'll paste that in so it kind of becomes a scrapbook. Yeah, there's so many cool things you can do with a tarot journal. So
1: yeah. How about you? Do you keep one? Uh, Many actually, kind of like you, but I'm less... Well, okay. I would. I was gonna say I'm less digitally inclined, but that's not quite true, um, because my digital version is more of my um, Instagram for me. Uh, but my dailies and my my personal stuff—that's just about me—that's not something I want the world to see. I have a an analog journal as well, and I'm not always great about it, but it helps when you have awaited to document that in a time and a place. And I've been re-evaluating my daily practice, so it's going to be changing for myself. And And this going back and reading chapter two again really brought that back around to, oh yeah, because I started doing weekly three-card readings because it just felt like doing a daily three-card for me While good, in some senses, was just too much information sometimes. Um, And so, you know, because for a long time I've been doing Tarot Tuesday, not as consistently as I would like, but pretty much. Um, And sometimes people see it, sometimes they don't, and that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it for me. Interesting. Um, Yeah. I kind of agree with you. and And one of the techniques that I learned in... God, I want to say 2010, um, from Taros, uh, Tarot House was to make a sentence out of the three cards. So that makes it easier to mm-hmm. do a three-card reading. But I think for me, a, a one-day, a single daily pull is enough.
0: I totally so, get yeah. you. Yeah, Mary's, I lo- <laughs> the three... I mean, I love the idea of three-card spreads. It's our bread and butter, as we both read for others. I mean, anybody that comes with me that spends any time, it is a three-card reading up front. And then I'll add up to two more for an hour-long reading because I tend to like Mm -hmm. going deep in them. Right. I have never been able to be a consistent three-card daily Reader, I mean, I I set the goal for this episode to try and do Mary's three card spread, and I even made another worksheet, etc., out of that to, to try and do it five days in a row. I'm gonna wake right. up in the morning. I told myself, Jamie, let's wake up in the morning and pull your three cards and use Mary's style and do it. It really doesn't work for me, and that is fair. Yeah, I mean, we we talk about it in other places where for me, I. I get up so quickly, you know, the first thing I have to do is I got to go pee. So I have, I get up, I go pee, and then I'm just like barraged with everything else. So I need mm-hmm. to either figure out how I can use Mary's technique for an evening draw or to set, to do it for the next day, the day before type of thing. Kind of almost like a bullet journal idea where your, um, my daily draw, a single card is reflecting on that day but setting that the next morning is Mary's style of three card draw reading and then using right. again that evening spread to to kind of reflect on every generalness again. Yeah. But yeah, listeners, I did not do my five days. <laughs> I did one and it was kind of hard and it wasn't as early as I wanted to. And for me, I think timing's kind of important with stuff like this, especially that three card bre- spread because yeah. It sets you up for the whole day. It sets you up for that whole mindset of get this in the morning and kind of forget about it. So you're setting intention and you're also kind of doing a little bit of spell work so that Mm -hmm. when you go through the day, at the end of the day, you can have that depth and the reflection that Mary talks about in this chapter.
1: Yeah. And I think that the other thing to keep in mind, um, as you guys are working through your own, as you've worked, or maybe you've discovered that you have to figure out where you're going to put it into your day. And you need to figure out what your daily practice is. And if it doesn't exactly match with what Mary is describing, that does not mean don't do it. What that means is figure out what works for you. And I think that's the thing that Jamie and I both realized while we were doing this is that, oh God, that's why we stopped doing it that way. We do it this way. And, and, and we've massaged our practices so that we can make this work for ourselves. Um, So just keep that in mind, listeners, when you're doing some of this work, be aware of what your your triggers are, be aware of what your spaces are and where you need to set your intentions for your day. Um, Another thing to think about is uh, another class that we've taken, I believe Jamie took it with me, uh, was Christine uh, Ashworth's class about the magic uh, hour, and it's, she does it where it's the first hour of your day, and you Mm -hmm. break it down, and you do, you got 60 minutes, and in that 60 minutes, you do these things, and one of those things can be doing your daily pull. That's based off the book, The Miracle Morning, for those listeners
0: that have heard about it. It's, I don't know, it, it sounds more Christian than it is, but it's not steeped in that study. It's steeped in the idea that you can have your own magic. You can have your own miracles. If you follow this, this formula that the author has put out there and Christine at, um, Newt's talked about introducing a tarot component to it.
1: So after that, of course, Mary also talks about doing a, how to figure out your life cards, for every year of your life and then you get to go analyze all of that and where the cards show up and how many times and okay for me it was kind of fun to take that graft and go photocopy it and that's what I did because I'm a nut with that I photocopy things I still can't write in books and um and then chart my stuff and see the patterns and do all that fun stuff. And going back to that chart and re-looking at it now, because I did this a couple of years ago, well, a long time ago, um, and looking at all of the things that I've changed and I've added to this, it was really kind of eye-opening for me to see the cards that repeated, to see this and that, and where your birth card shows up, and where you're, you know. And I happen to have a personality and so-called that's the same, so that was a little easier for me than some people probably, because some people have two cards. I only have one, so it makes it a little simpler. Um, but it was, it was interesting to look at the patterns. However, for you, you mentioned something a little bit different, so let's talk about that, because I thought even though you did it differently. I think it was fascinating. So could I let you talk for a minute and I'll shut up? Yeah.
0: So listeners, usually when we, re- um, sometimes before we record episodes, Rose and I kind of talk about just so we know an idea of the things we want to bring up, especially with books. We don't want to go page by page. So we're kind of grouping things. I love the idea of a lifetime year card graph. However, I am not mathematically inclined very well. And I, I did write in my book way back when, when I first read this in 97. So I do actually have markings. I'm showing her my markings and I might take a picture and put this up in the, um, the group study. So you can all see this, um, where I did try to do it. I don't know if I'm right though. (laughs) So I issued this and instead, um, when I, after I met my partner in 2014, I asked her if she could write me a script on my, for my computer where using um coding some rudimentary code she literally knocked it out i think in an hour or so she gave me the ability from my terminal on my mac to enter a birth date and it would calculate via mary's um calculations the birth date and i could do that for like a hundred years or a thousand years or whatever so i Started uh, I did it for myself and I think I did it for a couple other people and I can't remember who I did those for But I have a document. It's a word doc. So it was just copied and pasted from that terminal app so the the code dump so to speak of a hundred year lifeguard report for me and from there It doesn't show you the fun graph stuff because I didn't really think that that was gonna be useful until Rose kind of and we'll get back to what you know wrote why Rose likes the visual I didn't think the visual would be good for me. And now I'm kind of like, Hmm, maybe I should see if I can spit this out into, you know, Excel or something. And again, I don't like Excel. I don't like numbers, Apple numbers. However, I know I need to, you know, graphs. some visual thinkers like to see that stuff. So for that section, I just have a word doc where my cards are the world and the Empress. So I started filling in back then and continuing now since I've, you know, gained a few years since this report was spit out, things that have happened, you know, like it's, to me, it's kind of like a timeline. So 1974, Jamie was born and she has the world and empress cards. So I put way back when I'm creative and love new perspectives and want to show the world what I have and be accepted by it. Uh, That next year, my sister was born. So learning the need for boundaries and freedom because I ended up getting the fool and the emperor. In uh, 1992, when I had um, graduated high school, I had Bampris just by itself. In 1995, I got The Lovers, which was kind of interesting to me as a timeline point, because that's when I moved up here to Washington State or in the PAC Northwest to chase, or not to chase, but I was engaged to be married. So my lover got a job out here, and I moved with him at that time, and then I went back to WSU, which I went back into schooling. Graduated high school in 90 or graduated high school, graduated college in 97 with a degree in English, and I got strength for that. So again, there's some cool things you can do when you're looking at this, like the timeline, like I did. Like in 2012, we moved from Washington, me and my partner Kendra moved from Washington to Oregon in 2012, and we got the Hierophant. So that's how it marries, Timeline or this graph has affected me more as a timeline. But I want to go back to Rose and ask her about more about why the whole visualization on the actual graphing points is more important. Because again, I haven't really done that or looked at it that way in years. And I always self doubt my math. So I never know if I am looking at things correctly.
1: Well, first off, don't doubt your math. It's okay. It took me a while to do this the first time, which is why I kept, I went back and used my original graft and I didn't make a brand new one for this, this go round. because to be fair, nothing's changed. I just need to add things. Um, And it was fun to look at, you know, what happened in what year, like the year my sister was born was 1976 and it was the empress and the emperor because I'm December I kind of use a little bit of both. Um, And then of course, you know, looking back about like, I moved back to California in 1985 from Germany. And that was, it was an emperor year. And that was a big change. You know, it was also the same year my brother was born. So it was this whole new coming back from being somewhere else and having to re-meet a bunch of people that I went to a year of elementary school with, and now we're all in high school. And that was just very strange. And then of course, in 94, I got married the first time. And that was a hanged man year. So that's like, hmm, that's a little weird to think about, right? And then, you know, then you keep looking at that, you know, the year you get that I got divorced. Do 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 because I'm looking at the, the chart as we speak because it's just easier that way. Um it was a chariot year. Okay, so I have so a question and movement. Question away. So I have two birth cards. You have
0: a single one. Right now, from what I've been Correct. listening, you only have had single cards for each year. Have you ever had a double no. card? Okay, so you've had two cards in some cases. No.
1: No. Okay. Because for
0: the chart, you don't do that. Oh, okay. So that's my problem because I've been doubling up on some of them. So like, uh-huh. so yeah. So as I, exp- yeah, so my world or I'm world empress yeah. 1974, but then I don't, I, I had, I guess in our code, I have spit out both of those secondary cards. So the emperor and yeah. the fool. So I need to go back and check the code and everything to right. boil it down to a single, just single year card rather than the doubling. So that correct. Yeah. Now that makes sense. And it also, you know, makes it a little bit easier because it's not so intense on all the cards. So I do, I I was going to plan on offering the, the, the hundred life, uh, your life card reading report to people, but if you're interested in that, hang on until I announce that because I need to go back and have this rewritten in code. to That's okay.
1: Out how this that's is that's work. why <laughs> this is a bit confusing, and I'm glad we got that. Yeah, no. Yeah. So basically, you're 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 bringing it down to that specific year. Um, so did you get two cards for every year you were of your? No, no. That's okay. the interesting point. So
0: even though I I thought about or thought I had to do both cards and that could also be why the first time around I still have the kind of the two cards and I probably stopped doing that because I was like how do you how do you plot the wheel of fortune the magician you can't right exactly
1: you can't so So, I get that no no that makes perfect sense and and but the thing that was really interesting is because you eventually see a 10 year cycle when you're doing this grafting. And for me, and, I was getting six year cycles and this is why. Yeah, see, and that, <laughs> and that, that, that might be the issue. Um, so, but the point is, is that the, the cool thing for me, and I am going to make sure to send out the, the first, uh, one zero through 40 of my particular thing. Cause it's got all the, it's, it's pretty clear. Um, was seeing where the cards drop and where they start. And um, from zero to, dip-do-do-do-do, do, 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 what year was that? Age four to technically five, depending on how you count. Um, I only had one, two, three, four, five, five cards. And then it flips and goes back up. And I'm now starting in my fifth year, uh, I'm at a two. So that became a high priestess year. And then you go down to 10 and and it just mathed that way. It wasn't even like I plotted it that way. It went down to um, 11, which is the uh, justice. And that ended up being 1983 and I was 14. And then for 15, it went back up and is an empress year. And then it goes down. So every you know, and it seems to be a ten year cycle, and I don't know why it's just how the math works. Gotcha. And it's really interesting to see what that looks like on a graph and how many things come up and and then to add your notes about what was going on that year. Yeah. And that's kind of the cool thing about having a tarot journal with this kind of information in it, is you can then compare and contrast what was going on. And like for um, 2019, I'm cheating a little bit because I'm looking at my thing. Uh, it was also an 11. So it was a justice year. This is the year that, you know, my company that I worked for, uh, that was my day job closed. It was also the year I moved to my house with my husband. Um, it was the year of a lot of change and finding that balance. And now we're in 2012 and we're in the hanging man year. 2020. We're in 2020. 2020. Excuse me. 2020, 2012. To See, me, tw- I'm in the wrong year. I said the one thing about looking at these charts, you're gonna have that moment of, Oh my God, what year is it again? Cause as you're doing the next exercise is that follow doing that chart, you're going to look at all the years yeah. and what cards came up and what events was going on. And then of course, how many times does this card show up? And sometimes that can get a little, I had to get like a ruler and try and figure it all out. Yeah. Because thought, like mind numbing in one respect, but if you're a math nerd, it's amazing. Yeah. And I see,
0: yeah, the visualization, the data of this, like I'm, I'm, I'm not even looking at my my timeline anymore because since I kind of wronged it a little bit, I'm looking at the the first time I ever did this in the book, but I've got, for some reason, colored points. I put colored notes down I've got uh, you know bits on you know where I've got like my sister was born, me I was born uh my tenure, at least my first ten seems to be from uh eighty two to was this nineteen ninety where it uh-huh. starts from uh a high priestess, card number two, too many numbers to uh to justice. And then it shifted down, the next 10 cycle was um, Empress down to um, uh, The Hanged Man. So it's kind of interesting where mine kind of like shifts. And I think that's why I thought I, you know, screwed it up because of the, the way that mine are kind of aligning and kind of doing this weird bouncy, you know, thingy. But again, thanks to modern technology and the fact that we have spreadsheets, you know, you can you can totally probably look at this and actually gather the data, massage it in a way that makes sense to you to do a lot of future forecasting for yourself. Like, you know, astrology, like Teresa Reed and a bunch of other friends that do astrologies, you can start kind of using tarot as almost a future cast to say next year um, for me is going to be... Um, a temperance year, like if we're just using the the topmost card, it's going to be a temperance year for me. So, what sorts of activities or things do I need to think about for a temperance year? You know, in twenty twenty one and and stuff like twenty twenty, mm-hmm. I'm in a death year. Hey, look, COVID pandemic. You know,
1: yeah. nothing's happening. It's transformation.
0: Yeah. Yes. So all this change. Every, all and of the old things are stuff. dying. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's, it it's, yeah, it's kind of mind blowing what you can do when you look at tarot as a, as purely numbers and data, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that's, you know, again, I haven't really tapped into much of this yet because I'm a wordy girl, you know, I'm a writer and the creative person and the art and the words were, are my strength. However, this is amazing for, like you said, the geeks, the, 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 the The spreadsheet number crunchers yeah the number crunchers who want to experience tarot via numbers here's Mm -hmm. a great exercise and a great way for you to start tapping into the cards and what the power it can do to you and for you
1: and how informative it can be about what's going on in the world of your life and tarot numbers um the other thing that, that that this chapter talks about is life card lessons yeah. So it tells you, it gives you like definitions of how you can look at your, or year card lessons. So you can look at what the year is and then what this particular bit of information says about that card in relation to a year. Um, I didn't really focus on that so much because again, I was looking at where it fell for me. Um, and then of course, the last exercise really in the chapter is to do a visualization. Mm-hmm. Um, And go into uh, the high priestess card, Mm -hmm. and then write up about what you saw, what you know, all the the smells, the senses, and using all of your senses. And that's a great way to step into cards and get another layer to them, and to also practice your meditation and your mindfulness.
0: I love that she brings that up into this chapter. So we've got all these different ways to use the cards. We've got the number crunching, we've got a little bit more about the meetings behind how your birth cards can be interpreted and what you can do with that number. And then she brings us back into the the intuitive, the visualization and meditation world. So you can actually start seeing how a lot of professionals or other enthusiasts really dive deep into all these different ways that we can use the cards.
1: Yeah. And I really love that that that's that reminder, though, to journal about what you find, what you see, what you hear and get you used to looking past this piece of cardboard that has an image on it that Pamela Coleman Smith may have drawn. And I'm only using that because as a basis for many decks, she's that her art is where we all start. Um, And sometimes it's not. I mean, there, there are people who just go find really awesome decks out there. And that's where they work. But I think to grasp the symbolism that everything can grow from, I would always go back to Rider-Waite-Smith for myself so that I know where to start and then how to break that system. So when we're doing these activities, I think it's it's not a bad idea to make sure to have your, car, your, your deck of choice, but also have the Rider-Waite-Smith because it gives you that foundational, it's been around for hundred years for a reason.
0: And if she's pointing out the different imagery inside, like these uh, meditations do sometimes, it's good to have that card on hand to go, oh yeah, she sits between a black and white pillar or something like the high priestess does, because not all cards will show the, the the pillars, the black and the white pillars. They might be right. similarly colored. Although it'd be right. fun for you to do the bowl, you know, do the exercise twice, do the meditation one week,
1: where you use the
0: Rider-Waite-Smith deck, and then the next week use a deck of your choice to see what was similar, what was different.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of, of of being able to do this now in twenty twenty, is that we have a variety of choice, and it's really kind of wonderful to be able to take a a standard air quotes on that uh, deck that is well known is, you know, people see it, they know it's a tarot deck. And then one that you connect with no matter who the artist is and, and see the similarities, but see also embrace the differences because both of those are important in learning tarot in general. So that's what I got out of, which was kind of fun in the long run. However, I'm asking you to ask about that um, algorithm that you figured out with the code to figure out your birth years for 100 years. That's kind of yeah. awesome and ma- amazing. Well, it's, and then it's, see it's how easy. I can help I mean, you it, plot it.
0: Yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, it's easy. You just use, you, you. first you find somebody that knows how to code, like your partner or, you know, a friend that is a geek. And you say, can you make me something in, you know, that'll do this. And like for my partner, there were a couple of extra steps because she didn't want to put a GUI on it or something, but y- you use, you know, it's from what I understand, it's the basic math equation of, you know, adding up Mary's, you know, day, month, year, and then just having the computer automate it for you up to, you know, X years from now or X years in the past. But now, like I said, yeah. I want to see if there's a way that I can, you know, see if she knows s- spreadsheets enough to where we can make the graph appear and make it look pretty so that I can actually see this because yeah, me and numbers and, and, and me and, and
1: yeah, math is not my favorite. But And that's okay. Again, that should never stop you from trying to do something. And I agree if you've got friends who code, Ask them; they might enjoy this challenge for themselves, even because um, I know that when you probably did this originally, Kendra was like, "Sure, I okay, that, that's interesting. I what are you going to use it for?" Kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then you guys had a bonding moment too because yeah. she's not a tarot person, but she got to help you with your tarot practice, which is kind of cool. And I had her uh, raise up the increment at one point because I had
0: I gave her the. Um, text for the Hierophant wrong. (laughs) So I misspelled Hierophant. Whoops. But yeah, you know, lessons learned, I before E, except after C. I'm looking forward to reading chapter three, reading the cards, because I have not gone past chapter two. So I will be in, uh, yeah, next month in in our uh, July episode. That'll be my first new completely new to me chapter because I've never gone past chapter two I'm excited how about you
1: I'm flabbergasted (laughs) and excited as well the flabbergasted is really okay I get it you know because again as you said you got clicked up on the on the math um so yeah and and also you weren't new to tarot when you picked this book up No, I wasn't. I had, had
0: like, one local class underneath my belt, and I also had, like, a bunch of other books. However, I got so excited, I think, about the idea of Mary and all the ways that she was talking about tarot journals that I went off, dropped this book, went off, and started making creative, um, altered book, you know, uh, pasting pictures in, making my own journals and books of shadows that I'm still kind of doing, and, you know, I've got posts on my websites about the different journals and the iterations that I forgot to go back
1: to the books. So yeah. Well, this will know. be exciting to see what you think. Cool. Oh,
0: totally. I, I can't wait because yeah, I'm actually going to read the whole book through Mary. Yay.
1: Thank you for putting out three different volumes. <laughs> well, I think on that note, we're going to say thank you very much to uh, Kendra for all of her beautiful music that she's given us to use for our tarot stuff. Um, and I will thank Mary for this wonderful book that is bringing us together to do this crazy thing that we're doing. And, uh, and yes, we're doing a chapter a month. Sometimes it'll be at the beginning of the month. Sometimes it'll be at the middle of the month, but it will happen every month. So keep, keep listening, keep journaling. And thank you. Stay safe, everybody. Take care. We love you. Thank you for listening to tarot visions a
0: podcast for the modern oracle to keep the conversation going find us on facebook at tarot visions us or follow us on twitter at tarot underscore visions